You're listening to WRFRLP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden and coming to you all over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Bring it on. Wait, boxing gloves? What's this all about? Shows what you know. It's Boxing Day. I'm ready to go. I'm going to get my revenge on 2021. I'm going to lay the old year right out on the mat. Come on. Put them on. Let's go. Well, Boxing Day isn't about that kind of boxing. But, you know, I think you've got the right idea. It's about time 2021 got what was coming to it. So let's go. All right. Look sharp! The Strand is on the air. From the stage of the Strand Theatre in downtown Rockland, and from all over by electrical transcription, it's the Strand on the Air Boxing Day Special, featuring the music of Brittany Parker. A bargain counter full of laughs with the Strand family players. Our two-for-one musical guests, Jim Kaufman and Patty Jackson and Rusty Blake. I'm your announcer, Dan Bookham, and here's your house manager, Liz McLeod. Good evening, neighbors, and happy impending end of the holiday season. At long last, 2021 is about to hit the road, and we're all here to send it packing. Starting off with Brittany Parker and our special guest, Jim Kaufman, and our bonus special guest, Bo Lysi. Shall we do? 
There's Jim Kaufman with Brittany Parker and Bo Lisey getting us moving on our Boxing Day Spectacular. And already counting up his gift cards, here comes our announcer, Dan Bookham. You got that right. I had to use one of my gift cards to buy a second wallet. I got so many this year, I was sitting off balance. Yeah, I did notice that you were kind of listing to starboard there a bit. But uh, what do you say we do our level best with the latest news? Good evening, I'm Carl Stuffel. And I'm Chamomile Bourgeois, with all things rescinded. In the news tonight, with yet another new year arriving in just a few days... And the flaming dumpster that's 2021, at last ready to be hauled away. New Year's resolutions are on everyone's mind. Finding ideas for a better 2022 won't be that difficult. But sticking to the resolutions once we've made them, well, that's never easy. But here's a man who's making it his business to ensure that your resolutions get kept. Meet professional resolution enforcer, Mr. H. Harrington Harang. All right, you listen to me and you listen good. You made this resolution and you're going to stick to it. Or else. Well now, that's pretty intimidating. It ought to be. I've got plenty of experience. I've been an elementary school principal, a nightclub bouncer, a stadium usher, a hospital collection agent, a Klingon warrior on two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, and a subway guard. A subway guard? In New York? Uh, in a subway sandwich place, actually. They were having problems with someone pilfering the provolone. But I put a stop to it. All right, drop the cheese and put your hands against the rail. Make one move for that mustard and I'll have your kneecap for a belt buckle. Well, uh, I guess that is pretty intimidating, all right. And now you're intimidating people into keeping their New Year's resolutions. If you say you're going on a diet and I catch you coming out of the Circle K with a burrito in your hand, if you promise to cut down on your screen time and I see you posting on Reddit at 2 a.m., you'll answer to me. Okay, but isn't that kind of impractical? I mean... How many millions of people every year make New Year's resolutions that they can't keep? You can't kneecap all of them, can you? Oh, I couldn't. Until now, because now there's an app for it. Of course there is. When you sign up for our Resolution Keeper service, you're required to download our app onto all of your personal devices. Phones, tablets, laptops, flat screens, digital assistants... If you've got a smart refrigerator or a digital doorknob, we'll be there. So you're basically spying on people to make sure they keep their resolutions. Um, isn't that a bit big brother? Tell me you're not serious. 1984 was how many years ago? Uh, I suppose you're right. It's a different world now, and sometimes I forget how old I am. Anyway, how does it work? Simplicity itself. Once my app is on all your devices, you simply enter the parameters of your resolution and the app tracks your every move. If it senses you're about to do anything to violate the terms of the resolution, it administers a low-level electric shock through your device into whatever part of your body is in closest physical contact. Ow! It's especially helpful if you've resolved to stop carrying your phone in your back pocket. I'd imagine so. The time-honored principles of aversion therapy brought into our modern age. That's the resolution keeper's difference. Do what you say you'll do. Mean what you say you'll mean. Accomplish your accomplishments. Download the app today. Excuse me. Uh, I'd better take this. One moment. Hello? Listen, I told you I'd send you a check this week, and I will. It's just... Look, I can't send what I don't have. The subscriptions just aren't coming in. Listen, can't you just give me one more extension? I am not living beyond my means. I resolved just this year to... Can't you just give me one more chance? 
It's the busy time of the year, and I promise I won't be late with the next Honest payment. testimony You've to the power of resolution, lunch. and thank you, Mr. H. Harrington Harangue. Meanwhile, as Christmas 2021 recedes into the distance, it's safe to say that most people aren't quite ready to put away the seasonal trappings. The trees, the lights, and the visiting relatives will all be with us for a while yet. But we bet the world record for holiday persistence belongs to one particular fruitcake. And it's owned by Mrs. Edith Menharden of Abysmal Point, Maine. Well, hello there, young fella. Uh, it's good to talk to you again. Uh, uh, you still playing the saxophone? No, I, I don't play the saxophone at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought you was Rudy Valley. There, there is quite a resemblance, you know. Uh, you ought to take up the saxophone. Uh, it's a very popular instrument. Oh, so I've heard, but about your fruitcake. I always liked Rudy Valley, you know. Uh, he's a very, very handsome fella. But about your fruitcake. Oh, yes. Well, they tell me it's over 200 years old. Is that so? Why, uh, why I'm over 100 myself. Uh, I would have thought I would have seen you around. No, not me, Mrs. Manhattan. The fruitcake. Oh, it's not nice to call names now. Uh, I always say if you can't call somebody by their right name, why, uh, you should just let sleeping dogs walk. But about your fruitcake. Oh, yes. Well, that's a long story. Well, I think we have a few minutes left. Well, that's good, then. There's, there's no sense to hurry. Let's start again. You say you have a 200-year-old fruitcake. Well, I, I ain't saying to brag or nothing, uh, uh, but when, when I was a little girl, why, uh, uh, a lot of people had uh, uh, 200-year-old fruitcakes. But, you know, I guess since, uh, well, since the talkies come in and and then the television and uh, and the MySpace and whatnot, why, uh, I guess people today just don't have the patience. Well, has the fruitcake been in your family all along? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it all started with my, uh, with my great-grandmother, McHaddy, rest her soul. Uh, she lived to be 109 years of age uh, before, she was, before she was took by the apoplexy. Uh, she read that book, uh, you know, about that uh, Jane Eyre. And uh, uh, they say she disagreed with the ending. Uh, got her all worked up and uh, why? Why, she was struck down right on the spot. Uh, but she made a fine fruitcake. Uh, in fact, that fruitcake is the reason that I'm here today. Now we're getting somewhere. We're going somewhere? Well, fine. I, I hope you enjoyed the story. Uh, but before I go, I was wondering if you could tell us. Uh, Great-grandmother McCaddy uh, got expelled out of Scotland for making that fruitcake. I knew there'd be a good story here. So, so what happened? To who? To great-grandmother McHaddy. Oh, oh, she passed away. Oh, yes, long, long time ago. Why, did I ever tell you about the time that uh, great-grandmother McHaddy got thrown out of Scotland uh, for putting blended whiskey in a fruitcake? Well, why would that get her thrown out of Scotland? Oh, they was awful strong for, for single malts in them days. Uh, Cause I I don't go in for none of that myself, you see, uh, being being a strict Methodist and all. Uh, just little grape juice is all I take. So what happened after that? After the grape juice, uh, uh, why uh, I, I generally like to I generally like to watch the ball game for a while. Uh, 
uh, till I fall asleep. But did your great-grandmother bring the fruitcake to America with her from Scotland? Is that so? Why, uh, so did mine. There. Uh, she come over on a on a sailing ship, you know. Uh, she she brung with her a, a straw suitcase with her uh, Sunday shoes in it. Yeah, and a and a pair of mittens, and and this fruit cake. Uh, she figured she might get kind of hungry on board the ship, you know. Uh, but uh, turned out, I guess they had crackers and. Rum and salt pork and whatnot, so uh, I guess she uh, may do all right. So uh, when she landed in Maine here, she uh, she figured she'd uh, she'd put the fruitcake aside, save her for later. Uh, so she put it up in the cupboard and just kind of left it there. And uh, well, time went on, and 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 she got married, and and she raised up a family. And the years went by, and, and finally the time come that she, uh, she read that Jane Eyre book and was struck down by the apoplexy, and she went to a reward. Yeah. They buried her out in the churchyard there with her mittens on in her Sunday shoes, but uh, uh, they, they left the fruitcake in the cupboard. Yeah. And every Christmas time, the family would uh, take that fruitcake uh, down out of the cupboard there and look her over, and they'd all say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great-grandmother McCaddy's fruitcake. And then they'd put her back in the cupboard uh, to next year. And when my mother come along, why, uh, why they'd done the same thing. Uh, every year, they'd, uh, they'd take the fruitcake down out of the cupboard and they'd look her over, and they'd say, Hey, uh, hey uh, that's, that's great-grandmother McCaddy's fruitcake. And it come to be that uh, we got to having a tradition, you know, where it would be up to the youngest daughter of the family uh, to be the one to go up there on Christmas night and, and get out the fruitcake. And when I come along, why, uh, that job passed to me. I'll never forget that first Christmas there, uh, when I was old enough. The family gathered all around, and, and my pa lifted me up in his, in his two big hands. And I opened up the cupboard, and I, and I reached in, and I got out the fruitcake, and, and then pa lowered me down, and and I set the fruitcake on the table. And everybody said, that's great-grandmother McHattie's fruitcake. No, no, it was nothing like that, no. Uh, uh, what happened is uh, my pa slipped on the stool that he was standing on and, uh, and uh, knocked over the kerosene lamp and uh, uh, set fire at the house. Oh, she burnt right to the ground, too. Oh, I'll never forget. Uh, Pa got all of us kids out safe, and uh, and then he run back in uh, uh, to find the dog. Uh, William Howard Taft was the name of that dog, because uh, uh, you know he was he was kind of chunky, you know. Uh, and by and by, Pa comes running back out of the house, all sweaty and covered with soot, with William Howard Taft in his arms, 
And then Ma says, uh, well, what about great-grandmother McCaddy's fruitcake? So Pa set William Howard Taft down, and, and then he run back in the house, uh, beating his way through the roaring flames, and well, he almost passed out from the thick black smoke. For the longest time, we didn't see. We didn't see nothing in that fire. But then, then just when we'd about give up hope, why, uh, we see this dark, sooty figure silhouetted against the flames. It was Pa. He was staggering out, his, his whiskers all smoking from the fire, clutching right on clutching right onto great-grandmother McCaddy's fruitcake. And my ma, why, she, she took that fruitcake right in her arms and she started crying. Oh. Wow. Oh, you just don't see Christmases like that no more. Well, I should hope not. Well, after a story like that, I, I really want to see great-grandmother McCaddy's fruitcake. Well, well, uh, here you go. All wrapped up in a, an old newspaper. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's President Wilson's picture on the paper there. Uh, uh, he, he's dead now, of course. It's even charred around the edges. This is really exciting. Hey, there, there's nothing in here but a few crumbs. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I got a bit peckish uh, while that other fellow was on here, you know, talking about New Year's revolutions and... And so I had it for my supper. You ate great-grandmother McHattie's fruitcake? Yeah, yeah, it's been setting long enough. I, uh, I figured it was time. <sighs> well, that's all the time we have, Mrs. Edith Menharden. Well, finally, remember when we said at the end of 2020 that the new year just had to be better? Well, we apologize for our mistake. And as we prepare to kick the old year out the door, we're not even going to even attempt to venture any predictions about the new one. Instead, we're going to let both the old year and the new year speak for themselves. Joining us here in the All Things Rescinded studio are Old Year 2021 and New Year 2022. Hey, old man. Watch where you're swinging that scythe. I'll swing it wherever I want. Take your hat off in the house. That's the trouble with kids today. No manners. Why, my day, we knew how to behave. <laughs> I read up on you. You didn't know how to behave last January. Oh, that wasn't my fault. 2020 left that whole mess behind and dumped it right into my lap, me. A naive young kid, and I should have to deal with that kind of crazy before I'm even out of my diaper? I'm a victim of my upbringing. Well, why don't we just settle down for a minute, and you'll both have a chance to state your piece. Here, why don't you let me take that scythe? Don't, don't, don't lose it now. I still got five days left to go and I might need it for self-defense. I got a lot of people want a piece of me and I'm not going down without a fight. I still got my self-respect. A lot of good that did anybody else. Look what you put people through. Is there anybody alive today who can say they're better off now than they were a year ago? Anybody? But, but I tried. I, I tried. I tried everything I could, but it just wasn't enough. Well, no, it wasn't. So why don't you just spare us all any more misery and go now? We need six more days of you like we need six more days of, of, of colic. Colic? I'm a baby, all right? Baby New Year. 
bad enough I've got to wear this stupid sash. Well, nobody wants you either, kid, so you better get used to it. After the past two years, do you think anybody's looking forward to 2022? Oh, look, here comes 2022. Perfect little 2022. Well, Everything's going to be just wonderful now. You, that's for sure. Please, 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 please. We don't raise our voices on this program. Remember, we're public radio. So sorry. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Well, seriously, though, isn't this really the whole problem? Everyone just yelling past each other? So concerned about making sure everybody knows every single trivial little opinion that they have on every single issue that anyone could possibly have an opinion about that nobody shuts up long enough to hear what anyone else has to say? Yeah, that's the way it's always been. Look at your history, year after year, century after century, of this side yelling at that side, that side yelling back at this side, and finally, they start throwing things at each other. Words turn into sticks, sticks turn into rocks, rocks turn into bullets, and bullets turn into bombs, and nobody ever learns. Nothing ever changes. So why should I be any different? Well, it's all I ever knew, that's for sure. Well, maybe so, but does that mean you have to do it? If just one of us stops talking just long enough to listen, isn't that a step in the right direction? You don't have to agree with each other. You don't even have to like each other. But can't you at least just try to listen to each other? You know, for a spineless legacy media tool, you're kind of making sense. Well, well, it might be too late for me to make any difference, but I'd be willing to try. But, but, but she's got to try first. Now, wait a minute. Why should I have to try first? You're the old New Year. You're the one that's done all the damage. What have I ever done? I'm not even on the clock oh, yet. Oh, there you go again with the innocent baby New Year act. Where's my scythe? I'll cut you down to size. Hold still. You made me drop it. And I'm going to drop you like a bad Wi-Fi. Come on, old New Year. Yeah. You want to go? You want to go? Hold still! Hold still! Get back here! And as we say, out with the old, and to be honest, out with the new, too. And thank you, 2021 and 2022. And for this evening, I'm Carl Stuffel saying, here we go again. And I'm Chamomile Bourgeois saying, can't we just skip ahead to 2023 with all things rescinded? And as Carl and Chamomile rush to look for the bright side, we find one sitting right next to us. Or two bright sides, to be exact, as our old friends Patty Jackson and Rusty Blake drop by just under the wire with a bit of the holiday season. There's a wondrous sight and a joyful sound Every Christmas Eve in a western town Gather up the kids The holly is hung and the candle's bright Turning up the fiddle on a moonlit night Don't back the rocks away And just step round the Christmas tree There's a jolly man in a bright 
There's Patty Jackson and Rusty Blake swinging by from Searsport, where everybody knows everybody and everybody else knows my mother. Happy holidays, folks, and don't overdo it on the Christmas leftovers. And while the poster kids for old-time harmony head back down Route 1, the time comes for a quick half-minute or so about the latest doings at The Strand. Now, you'll find our latest schedule with all of our upcoming events, as always, at rocklandstrand.com. But we call your special attention tonight to our latest COVID-19 update. As of today, December 26th, we're now requiring proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test from all of our patrons at all of our shows as a condition of selling you a ticket. And we figure with the latest variant flaring up in recent weeks, this increased vigilance is really our best way to help finally lay the pandemic down for the count. And with that public service announcement wafting into the ether, Brittany and the boys hustle back to center stage to lay down a bit of station identification. You're listening to the Strand on the Air Boxing Day Special, coming to you over WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland, and W257BI 99.3 in Camden, all over the world wide web at wrfr.org and as we continue with the second portion of our strand on the air broadcast scarcely does dan have a chance to soothe his tonsils than the time has come for him to don again the musty robes of academia to present with a flourish his final poem of the soon-to-be-unlamented 2021 we give you now because he didn't sell at the yard sale Professor Bookham. I thank you. My poem this evening is an inspiring call for all who hear to reflect upon the 12 months just past 
and to draw inspiration from the future, from the trials we have endured. I call this opus, with apologies to Red Sox fans, wait till next year. <laughs> we had such hopes as this year came a normal world. That was our aim. A better life. Is that too much? To see our old friends do things and such. But chaos bloomed and did abound. Dashed all our hopes right to the grind. Spring then came on. And things got worse. Our New Year's dreams rode off in a hearse. The masks came off and went back on and Delta virus flexed all its brawn. The summer came. We vaccinated, hoping sickness would be sated. We did all that we ought to do and then on came the variant new. One step forward and two steps back. Our fun season took quite a smack, and fall came on. We, we tried to smile and tried to hide our perking bile. We can't just take too much, much more. Kick the old year right out the door. And all we ask from 22, all we hope that it will do, please give us back our happy time. So I can make some happy rhymes. I thank you. And thank you, Professor. And I think it's safe to say that you speak as you always do for all of us in wishing our friends a salubrious new year. Well, it's the day after Christmas as we look in on our friends down an abysmal point. In house after house, all the new toys are already broken. The trees are dropping needles all over the floor and the wrapping papers piled up in a corner waiting to be folded up and saved for next year. Down by the water and over by the dock we find Mrs. Grundon all by herself in the clamshack kitchen trying to make the best of holiday disappointments by experimenting with a new creation. Brittany and the boys will take us on down. Here they are. All right, uh, all right, let's, let's see how she's coming out here. Uh, well, let me try that again. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't think that's quite it. Well, Grandin, merry day after Christmas. Goody, glad you're here. Listen, I want you to try something. You know, Grandin, uh, I ain't afraid of taking chances, but uh, when you say uh, I want you to try something, well, uh, that's kind of where we're getting into some, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. But listen, this is important. I want you to try something. Come on, what do you got to lose? Well, to put it that way, uh, I guess I ain't got nothing to begin with. So, uh, I guess you're right. 
All right, give it here. What you think? Glass of water, glass of water, glass of water. All right, all right, all right, all right. Keep still. Here you go. Well, don't go slipping it all over the floor. What are you trying to make, Grundon? Paint thinner? Ugh. It's General Grundon's clams. Well, you can give it a dishonorable discharge. Oh, come on, it ain't that bad. I thought you liked spicy food. Yeah, hey, uh, spicy food, not uh, burn a hole in your neck food. Geez, <coughs> you want to ruin my voice, Grundon? You know I'm up for a part in that play they're putting on over to Leechfield next month. That, uh, that, uh, HMS Pinafore. And I'm supposed to sing an important role. I'm called Little Buttercup, sweet Little Buttercup. All right, all right, you made your point. You know, you shouldn't ought to be cooking in here all by yourself anyway. You, you could pass out from the fumes. I keep telling you, you need to get one of them life alert things. All right, just shut up. I'm cooking because I got nothing else to do. You know, every year, me and Lolita, we go out for Chinese food over at that place next to the IGA, you know, uh, the Great Wall of Culvertville, and we always get General Cho's chicken. She ain't here this year. And, well, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Well, where's your husband? Where's Merton? Nah, he went on that Knights of Pythias retreat last week, and he was supposed to be back day before yesterday, but he didn't make it. Well, where'd they go? Foxwoods. Ah, it's beautiful down there for Christmas, you know, with the slot machines all lit up and all the blackjack dealers dressed up like Santa Claus. It's a real old-fashioned New England Christmas. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let Merton take his debit card down there with him. I give him a $50 bill, and I told him to knock himself out. So three days ago, he calls up and says he's broke and asks me to wire him money for a bus ticket home. You do it? Oh, I will eventually, but, uh... Tell you, I'm going to make him sweat first. I hope they put him to work down there to pay off his bill. Hey, uh, he'd look pretty good down there dealing blackjack dressed up as Santa Claus. So anyways, turned out I had Christmas all to myself here in the house. I, uh, I sat around and watched a bunch of them movies on the cable TV. Uh, them ones where everybody puts on sweaters and drinks cocoa and sings. There's always a happy ending, but uh, I figured it might make me feel better, but it didn't. So then I come out here at the kitchen and figured I'd make my own General Cho's chicken. Except, of course, all I got is clams, so, uh... Well, I got something here that'll really cheer you up. I come over here to show you what I got for Christmas. My, my niece Greta, give me this, you know. It's great. Let me get it out of the box. There, now. Ain't that something? What is it? It's a nose cleaner. A nose cleaner. Yeah, a nose cleaner. Ain't you seen them commercials on the late-night TV? No, I quit watching the late-night TV when that Joe Namath come on there trying to sell me Medicare insurance. Now, there ain't no need of that. He made all kinds of money playing football, and he don't need none of my money. Well, this is something really great, Grundon. See there on the box? It says, Navagi. That's the name of it. I think it's French. You don't say. A French nose cleaner. Now, I don't think it really is French, of course. I think that's just, uh, uh, they just call it that to, to be classy, you know. 
like the time they tried to get all classy down at the Silverfish Cafe and they put on the menu Ipolan Frit, but all it really was was fried smelts. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And they made the fry cook to grow a beard, and they get a t- put a tattoo on him, and they called him a chef. Oh, yeah, the tourists just lapped that right up. But anyway, how's this thing work? Well, you see, you put water in this pot here. Uh, you got any distilled water? Uh, you, you, you're not supposed to use uh, regular sink water, see, because uh, you might catch uh, brain-eating amoebas. And, uh, well, you don't want that. Trust me. No, probably not. Well, I tell you, I got boiled sink water in the tea kettle over there, or I got moxie. Well, I've had moxie up my nose, and uh, it it don't feel too good. So I guess I'll have to take the tea kettle water. I think that's smart. This ought to be good. Is that enough? Yeah, good, good. All right, here it is. Now what? Well, then you put in this special, uh, this uh, sea salt pod. See? It ain't just salt from a shaker. You know, it's, it's sea salt. That's what makes all the difference. Now, I got seawater up my nose once, and, uh, well, I don't think it made no difference at all. Well, that's because you fell off of a boat. This ain't the same thing. Everything smelt like low tide for a week. Look, Grandin, you keep up the smart remarks, and I ain't gonna show you how this works. I won't say another word. All right, then. Now, let me think. You take this part here, right? And you sting it off your nose. Like this. I wish Lolita was here to see this. She'd put you right on TikTok. And then you take this part here, and you stick it in the other side of your nose. Like that. You'd get a million views. And then, uh, you ready for this now? I'm ready. And then you turn it on, uh, like this. Is it supposed to splatter like that? Shut it off. You're getting water all over the place. Shut it off. Shut it off. Well, <laughs> it ain't supposed to do that. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, Maybe you should just put it back in the box and forget about it. Did you hold on to the receipt? There ain't nothing wrong with the machine. It it ain't that. See, the doctor told me I got concave nostrils. It's uh, one of them rare genetic things, you know. It's got to do with chronosomes or something. And, uh, well, if you don't press this thing in just right, why, you don't get a good seal. That's all. Uh, you, you give me another minute, and I'll show you the right way to do it. It's really not that. Well, what's going on here? Uh-oh, Eunice Pilchard. Getting a little carried away with the uh, Christmas punch, are we? No, Eunice, uh, no. Gertie's just showing me how to keep my nose clean, that's all. <laughs> That'll be the day. Anyways, Grundin, uh, I come by to, to pass out my annual holiday card, you know. Says, uh, season's greetings, happy new year, and all the rest of it. Here you go. Oh, let me see it. <laughs> kind of a funny-looking picture you got on there, Eunice. You dressed up like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I mean, I always, I always kind of thought of you more with a blue nose. If you're done looking at it, hand it back. I got a lot more names to get to on the list here before the night's over. 
And she don't even get to keep it? It's been a bad year, all right? What do you think, I'm made of money? All right, then. Happy New Year, and don't forget next year's town election, so remember who got you that tax abatement. Ho, ho! Dish face. Well, she's right about one thing, you know, Gertie. Uh, this has been a pretty bad year, at least for me. I thought 2020 was a mess, but I'm worse off now in 2021 than I was when I started it. I got more troubles to deal with, and I got more bills to pay than I did a year ago, and I got less to show for it. I ain't had a decent night's sleep in months from all the worrying, and now here I am spending the holidays all alone. Well, I like that. That ain't what I mean, Gertie. You know I appreciate I appreciate you coming by and all, but uh, I was really hoping Lolita was going to make it back. She's been gone for almost four months now, dealing with stuff, and I really miss her. Well, she'll come back. Uh, don't she always come back? Yeah, but you know, the thing with kids is, uh, eventually they don't come back. At least not like they did before. They grow up and they move on and they make their own lives and... And that's how it's supposed to be, you know? Especially in this town. I mean, let's face it, what is there for a kid like Lilita to do here? There ain't nothing to do for people our age, let alone for kids. Well, uh, the Beano nights over at the Grange are starting up again. I remember when I was her age, it was a big thrill the first time my mother let me go to the Beano night by myself. She had to let me. Uh, we bet on the World Series, and she lost. Yeah, kids today don't go in for that kind of stuff, though. They get their own things they like to do, and, and eventually they just got to go off and do them. Oh, sure, they come back home every once in a while, but uh, it's just a visit, you know? And that's the way it should be, because otherwise, otherwise they end up like you and me, and, and even old Eunice there, just sitting around the same old town all our lives, arguing with the same old people, never really getting anything. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. A little late there, ain't you, Edith? It's the day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you can save that for next year, then. Uh, I guess it should still be just as good. Hey, Edith, I heard you on the radio there today, talking to that feller about your fruitcake. Too bad about what happened to it. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that, none. Uh, I got three or four more of them over at the place, up in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. If there was one thing that uh, great-grandmother McCaddy liked to do, it was to make fruitcakes. Oh, yeah. Well, she liked to whittle, too. Uh, she was the best woman whittler in the whole greater Culvertville Basin, they used to say. One time, uh, she whittled a statue of Commodore Culvert for the town green out of a tree that was still growing in the ground. It was pretty good, too. She left the, the leaves on top for his hair and his whiskers. At least she said it was uh, Commodore Culvert. Uh, nobody ever really knowed for sure, I guess, because, uh, of course, there weren't no snapshots in them days, and uh, I guess everybody had to just take a word for it. No, she never made a fruitcake that looked like uh, Commodore Culvert, though. Ah, it would have been pretty good if she did, though. Yeah, well, I'm kind of surprised she didn't, really. Uh, they always said she was, she was pretty clever, but I guess that one got past her. Anyways, reason I come over here is uh, I want to bring you a present. Uh, and, uh, Gertie, I got one for you, too. 
I might as well give them both to you now, since you're both here. Well, thanks, Edith. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, can I open it up now? Well, you don't usually open presents on Amistice Day, do you? But I guess maybe just this once. Uh. Go ahead, Brendan. Open yours, too. All right. Well, let's see. Whoa! A box of grape nuts! Huh. Well, how about that? Shame for me. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what I needed, Edith. Uh, I give up all bran because uh, of the strike, of course, and... Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a hard sacrifice to have to make. Uh, but grape nuts, why, that, that ought to be just the thing. Thank you very much, Edith. That's a very thoughtful present. You know, I find if I don't start my day with grape nuts, uh, why, I might as well not even start it at all. And I think it's a good thing to share, share that gift with my friends. And you know, it's it's spending time with, with my friends, with, with young people like you that... Uh, Keeps me young, too. There, now, Grundon, you see that? It's, it's just like you and Lolita. Who's that now? Oh, you remember Lolita, Edith? She's about this high, wears glasses, wicked smart. Ain't never afraid to let you know what's on her mind. Oh, yeah. Wait, now, I, I thought that was you. No, I'm... Well, <laughs> I guess there is kind of a resemblance at that. I guess that's why I... The way I like the kids so much, uh, kind of reminds me of me. Because there is one big difference there. Uh, Lolita knows what she's talking about. <laughs> well, it's awful good to see you, dear, and I, I hope you have a good Halloween. Uh, I gotta uh, be heading back home now. Uh, I got some wood to split before she gets dark. I'll go with you, Edith. Uh, I ought to get back to the place, too. Uh, there's a good show on the Roku tonight, Grundon. Uh, the the Why Women Kill Post-Holiday Letdown Special. Uh, I don't want to miss that. Uh, you have a good night, Grundon. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. <sighs> oh, there, cat. Is it time for your supper yet? Well, how about some of this here? We got uh, General Grundon's clams. You want that, do you? All right then. Let me let me scrape some off into your dish here. There you go. I guess it's unanimous, then. <sighs> what a night this is going to be. Maybe I should just sit down here and rest my eyes for a bit. Nothing, nothing in the world I really want to see right now anyways. Nothing I want to see. Nothing worth seeing, really. Nothing at all.
chicken. General Tso's chicken. General Cho. General Cho. Ge- Hosea. Made it home. Lolita. That's me. It is so good to see you again. I didn't think you were going to make it. Well, I had to take a little side trip over to the Great Wall of Culvertville first. After all, it is never too late, just as it is never too early. Lucky lottery numbers 23, 13, 21, 52, 7, and 38. Got a little hungry on the way over here. I ate one of the fortune cookies. Oh, I'm just so glad you're here. Let's get this food out on the table. Let's get out some plates, and and I'll tell you about all the new ideas I got for this next year. I'm working on this clam-based beauty cream, right? Takes away the fine lines and the wrinkles. You you ever see a clam with crow's feet? I mean, I ask you, this is going to be the best year ever. You wait and see. We're going to have a great time. Get that food down. Oh, get some of that out. Which proves that even in a year like this one, there's still room for a happy ending. And if you want more proof, why, here comes Jim Kaufman. Woke up this morning feeling fine. Grooving on the bird song and sunshine.
this morning feeling fine. Uh -huh. our guest Jim Kaufman taking us through the home stretch and why there's Brother Bookham standing at the finish line. Another year almost gone and another year on the way in and that means it's a good time to take stock of the things that make life better even when the world isn't. Consider the Strand Theatre, your downtown hub for entertainment, education and enlightenment for nearly a century. In 2022 we'll mark the end of our first hundred years and we're already looking ahead to the start of our second. And one thing is for sure, everything we've done and everything we do, we owe to you, our friends, our supporters, our donors, and our patrons. If it's time to renew your Strand membership, or if you've never been a member and want to become one, no New Year's resolution is easier to keep or more rewarding when you do. Year in and year out, Keep on keeping on with the Strand. And that goes double for me as we wrap up another year of Strand on the Air broadcasts. Thanks go out as always to all the gang, Brittany, Dan, and our Strand family players, our special musical guests, and also, of course, the traditional SFL to the great Strand family diaspora, wherever they may be, because no matter how far away you are, you're never far away. We'll be back to fight off cabin fever come February, and so until then... Be sure to come and see us at the Real Life Strand, where there's always something doing that's worth your time. Till then, I'm your house manager, Liz McLeod, saying stay safe, stay healthy, and keep them flying. All right, grab the brooms and clean up. Let's go! The Strand on the Air is written and directed by Elizabeth McLeod, with musical direction by Brittany Parker. Technical assistance by Jesse Davis. Our Strand family players are Lily Bonarigo, Brad Gunnell, Olivia Vanner, and William Zahl. This is Dan Bookham speaking for the whole Strand family, wishing you good night, good health, and a good and happy New Year. The Strand on the Air comes to you from the Strand Theatre in beautiful downtown Rockland, Maine.
WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden and coming to you all over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org.